0: Well, I guess there is no end-of-the-year celebration for either of us here at the best damn podcast around,
1: The Push-Off.
0: to a new episode of Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while well, it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's...
1: Dan, 27 years and counting, right? Yeah, Dan, um... It was my bummer week last week, and this
0: week gets to be yours as the NFL gods just take us out one by one.
1: But why? Why does it have to be anybody's bummer week? Why can't we both just win the Super Bowl, Scott? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not just have a year where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. The Cowboys and the Vikings have been great. Let's give it to them. Let's give them the Super yeah. Bowl and, and call it just, a rest. Let's get to the draft.
0: <laughs> Handing Super Bowls out, yeah. Doesn't make it nearly as, uh, as special, but, uh, you know, the the league march we're gonna to get to the game we're gonna to get to the game and uh delve deep into it sorry about that dan when there's less games you delve into it, into it more yeah as we really dig in find out really dig in so, for the
1: misery that's right
0: um but uh we the nfl marches on it marches on to the super bowl lvii coming up soon it's on its way which i need to cover with you dan we've uh the last few seasons given these super bowls a little nickname uh looking it up last year was super bowl la vida mhm then there was super bowl lv which i think we could just call it super bowl love yeah super bowl and love. Then prior to that was super bowl live tyler Yeah. so you know there's a little theme kind of thing uh but what is super bowl lvii do you have any ideas
1: i got to i got to really think about it um we got time lvii yeah just a
0: few weeks but we got time
1: so here's the thing about Roman uh Roman letters, Roman numerals. There is no U in uh the Roman alphabet. Uh V is that's a right, U. Yeah. So this technically could be uh Louis. Super Bowl Louis. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl Louis. If we want to turn that V into a U, it's Super Bowl Louis.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad. Super Bowl Louis. Louis Louis.
1: And then next um, year with Super Bowl L V I I I. Um yeah. that's Super Bowl Crazy Train because it's I, I, I. So, that's where we're <laughs> Sorry, at. Sorry, on top of it.
0: We're, we're, there you go. We Press that one we just up. Just got to remember that top. a year from
1: now. It's Super Bowl crazy train.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We got those memories for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, our
1: our memories aren't completely destroyed by young children. That's fine. We're not. We're at it. all. Uh, moving right along, uh, the
0: only other thing I have for news before we hit the games is um, the coaching carousel still going around. No uh, all head coaches have been hired. Um we had a offensive coordinator hired just recently. Bill O'Brien returning to the Patriots. I think we hinted at this last week when we talked about the openings and mm-hmm. the rumors. Um, It's a fit, and also he was over there working Alabama with uh, Belichick's uh, good old buddy Nick Saban. Worked with so Mac Jones. He... And then he comes back to work with Mac Jones, yeah, he's there too, which I guess that was going to be my lead-in seems like this is a good sign for mac jones right
1: oh yeah i mean if you're mac jones you have to feel good about this but um you know you never know with belichick he might be doing this specifically to fuck with mac jones (laughs) and he's like no it's bailey zappy all the way uh (laughs) i I wanted bill (laughs) o'brien in because he says he hates you too he knew you from way back and he says you suck it's like (laughs) jesus
0: he wanted to be the one to cut you so here we go (laughs) it's i owed him a
1: favor (laughs) he said he wanted to punch you in the throat so i brought him in um
0: And then so there's a handful more offensive coordinator positions still out there to be picked up, uh, and more might still be coming. But uh, Ravens' offensive coordinator positions open as Greg Roman is out, uh, and that long list continues with Jets, Titans, Rams, Buccaneers, Commanders, and then even the head coaching ones are going to probably bring along their own coordinators, especially in, like, Arizona –
1: denver yeah, yeah anybody like anybody want to come get kellen Moore? anybody <laughs> Ooh, yeah anybody looking for a kellen Moore hire
0: uh which just a few years ago i wasn't he getting some interviews for head coach he got interviews
1: not? last year you know just He's, last year he got interviews two years ago and last year and they kept him on and the hope was you know Dak's gonna really flourish in the system i I don't know what the fuck happened, but, uh, you know, if that's your offensive coordinator, you, your offense scored a lot of points this year, but, man, just making bad fucking decisions. Now, you could look at that and say, Kellen Moore put that offense in a really good position. The only bad decisions were being made by Dak Prescott, you know? But yeah, they are making that argument. Yeah, but the otherwise is like, well, when Dak came back, it's not like Cooper Rush led the league in fucking offense. You know, when Dak came right, back, right. then he led the league in offense from his return but he also tended to be pretty turnover prone, and then you have to think, well, that maybe that's inside the offense. Then, you know,
0: mm-hmm. that's the um, You guys might uh, lose the other coordinator in this coaching uh, search, as it is, as Dan Quinn is yet yeah, getting a lot of interviews. That Had would another bum good me out. year, right for your defense. Uh, it seems to be ahead. Uh, a top candidate for a few guys and was a head coach already with the Falcons, uh, the very, um, offensive forward Falcons at the time. But I guess he was kind of building a defense there or trying to, uh, throw a bunch of injuries and the like there. But yeah, it it feels like he's on his way out. We'll see if he gets a job.
1: I would so love to keep that dude. I mean, I know Jerry will throw fucking money at the guy. I mean, at some point you're like, Hey, I I just want to be the boss again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a very good chance that Jerry throws head coach money at him because he has been the best D coordinator in the league, in my mind. Um, and, you know, he might be just intrigued as, hey, not a lot of D coordinators get a Lawrence Taylor. Maybe you want to stick around and see how this goes. You know, that 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 fucking kid, Micah Parsons, he's pretty fucking incredible. Why not stick around a little bit, Dan? Come on, Quinn. Yeah. Let's stick around. drafted him do. and yeah. he
0: can cultivate him. That's true um we're talking a lot about the cowboys and uh if we head right into the games i think we should start with the nfc because that's the first game on sunday Mm -hmm. and let's be honest what was probably the most entertaining game start to finish of this weekend sorry dan it was cowboys 12 49ers 19 yeah um strange i don't remember
1: having a good time
0: (laughs) i um myself was was quite tired at the end of the long weekend here and was finding myself even even at the uh what was it five thirty our time kickoff uh third quarter being like oh boy i could close my eyes right now but it stayed close and that's something that you can't say about a lot of these games uh this weekend so that's what i mean by at least a, a fun one to watch um you love the uniform clash, too, of Cowboys 49ers. But it's a classic. This was all field – well, it was 6-9 to nine at the half. I was going to say it's all field goals, but he, uh, Maher gets the uh, extra point blocked, which just adds that layer onto it, which wasn't something that, that was needed at the time, <laughs> but it didn't end up being – uh, a big issue here. The Niners' issue was not getting it in the end zone, gold with four field goals. But then finally they get one late when they absolutely needed to. Um, a long first time in a long time where the Niners' offense looked like they were pulled down to uh, no, a normal offense again, like pulled down to out of the heavens as they've been playing. Um, But on the other side of the ball, it was the Niners' defense. That's just as good, it seems. And uh, turning over Prescott twice seems to be the the biggest thing there.
1: So I love, 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 love a defensive slugfest. I was getting texts from uh, some guys I know that they're like, this is a tough game to watch. I'm like, you don't like defense, my friend, because Mm -hmm. the defense in the first quarter was putting on a fucking show. The main issue I had was that the Dak interception in the first quarter of fucking his fault. I have no idea what he was looking at. I don't know what he was trying to do. And then the fact that the defense, like, you got you to gotta understand, they started that ball at the Dallas 21. That was intercepted at the Dallas 21. The Dallas defense held them to a field goal.
0: Yeah, no, that was very
1: impressive. That's incredible. At that point, I was like, I, I think if that's the last mistake Dak makes, we can win this fucking game. Uh, mm-hmm. we then answered that field goal with a fucking amazing half a quarter drive. And at that point I'm thinking to myself, hey, I know Maher missed the field goal, but like it's six all, baby. Like we're ready to go. Or it's it's six three. We got a little bit of lead here. Yep. Um yeah. I felt really, really good about that. Niners answer with field goal, tie the game, and then we're driving and Dak just throws this bonehead fucking interception. And you could say it's a deflected pass, but it deflected off of a defender's hand first. You know,
0: <laughs> it was it was in a double coverage, is what it was. Yeah, it's
1: just forcing the fucking thing. You're forcing it. You're driving on this team. This is a defense that you've got to chip away at because they are getting crazy fucking pressure. Do not put the ball into dangerous situations, and he did it twice. That is a ten point flip. That's a ten point yeah. flip because at that point the ball started on the thirty five. We're in. We're in their territory. You know, we're ending this drive, we're ending this quarter with at least a field goal chance, you know? With at least a field goal chance. And, you know, we got another minute and something. We could definitely score a touchdown. That interception, to me, that was when my expectation for this game turned quite mm-hmm. a bit. Because I, I just I felt the air kind of leave the offense. And that's yeah. that's tough. That's tough to feel through the TV. I can't imagine what it felt like in the in the stadium.
0: Yeah, and given that you're on the road there too, yeah, that the those turnovers were huge in, in flipping the fields and stuff. I think you you got to give a little to the defense too. Fred Warner's uh um zones just shrink up so dang fast. Yeah. So at the time he probably didn't think it was double covered, and then it just oh all of a sudden it's there. Um. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. Uh. Other than that too. Pollard's ankle getting shattered. Uh, yeah. That's a huge, huge loss. You couldn't run the ball in this game. And when you're playing a defensive slugfest, the one way to keep your defense fresh is uh, moving the ball on the ground and running the clock a little bit, controlling a, a drive, which they still were able to do. Both teams had long, sustained drives in this game. It's just the Niners were finishing them with, with points, and the Cowboys only did that at time. You know, they the turnovers – cost them those points just field goals would have been a difference there. Um but it's hard I'm trying to say it's hard to blame Dak when I mean there were some bad games he's had this season but this one didn't feel like he was turnover happy like the uh
1: the pundits are trying to make it. Well, it's two interceptions. You Yeah. It's two interceptions against a defense that will not let you get away with that and an offense that will not let you get away with that. The decisions yeah. he made absolutely put Dallas in bad positions. It took points off like it took points off the board. The interception at the end of the first half, points off the board. The interception in the first quarter, points on the board for San Francisco. That's a minimum 6-point swing. Think about that. It's at minimum yep. a 6-point swing. Dallas being put in bad positions by Dak Prescott turnovers. That's that's the main issue. This is a tie ball game. And we probably win the fucking thing if that's not the case. Um, You know, you got to give a lot of credit to San Fran, who has been explosive, realized the Dallas defense is the best they've seen all year, and basically said to Brock Purdy, don't fuck this up. Don't, do not fuck this up. Run the fucking ball to Christian McCaffrey, run it to Elijah Mitchell. That's it. Don't, don't put make a you know he threw the ball 30 times which is pretty good but it was dink and dunks it was mm-hmm. just out you know bubble screen shit like that it was not stretch the fucking field because you couldn't the Dallas defense was getting too much pressure by the fourth quarter when they actually put the touchdown on the board at that point they were the Dallas defense was kind of toast because the Dallas offense could get nothing done
0: to me, it was that juggle catch by Kittle, oh, where brutal. you're like, "Well, how do you rebound from that?" Like, yeah, because if you stop him there in this middle of the field, still Dallas still feels like they have a chance. But that would led up to the touchdown. I know Dallas got the ball back two more times, but you're playing catch up. Um,
1: it really yeah, honestly it was when we punted with like three minutes left. Yeah, because yeah, we, that was rough. We couldn't get anything going at that point. Go all in. Like, don't. That that is a surrender. That's some surrender shit, you know. It
0: was, but it was yeah, what was tough was it was going to be fourth and ten from like your own twenty five or whatever it was. It was deep down there where it was like we're in an awful awful situation, and it's gotta get it. And so if you didn't punt there, it was over then. So you, you died slower Do you, by punting. Yeah, that's my question really is, was, yeah.
1: Scott, you play to you play to what? What's the purpose? Um. I have to ask her, but I think it's win. Yeah. The games? You yeah. You play to win the fucking game.
0: Yes. He got it back. He got it back sure, with Sure, we got what it back with 45 40s. seconds and no timeouts. Yeah.
1: 45 yeah. seconds, no timeouts, and we decided to do just dumb shit the whole time. But well, that, you got to blame Dalton Schultz. <laughs> I, don't blame Dalton Schultz? <laughs> I don't blame Dalton Schultz. I don't blame Dalton Schultz for shit. I blame no? Dalton Schultz. No, not even a little bit. I, at that point there is no way we win that fucking game. No way.
0: You say no way. I saw a couple miracle, I saw miracles in division round before, just a few seasons ago. Yeah, you did they do it against this ten, 49ers defense? <laughs> it, no, but we did I mean, there was a Saints defense that had uh, some good players at the time. So sure. I'm just saying. It, things can happen, but you're right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like not just uh, lay it on Dak, but.
1: It's absolutely on Dak. In my mind, this yeah. game is 100% on Dak Prescott. The defense did everything you could ask them for. Wide receivers were getting separation. I mean, it's it was tough. The running game could have helped a lot more, that's true, but the running being, game's been a little banged up all year. Um, I'm putting this one squarely on Dak. That doesn't mean, so this is the back end of this, that doesn't mean that I'm like, trade Dak Prescott. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm right. saying is this sort of thing was a problem all year that he did not clean up turnovers are the difference between elite quarterbacks and middle-of-the-fucking-road guys. That's number one thing. When you're talking about guys like Aaron Rodgers, they don't turn the ball over. When you're talking about guys like Tom Brady, they don't turn the ball over. You especially don't turn the ball over in your opponent's territory. That's just not how you do this. Dak Prescott has got to get that addressed. I don't know if he's supermanning, if it's, you know, you have to win this game, Dak. Go win, go press. But he's gotta start making better decisions with the football. He cannot lead the league in interceptions despite missing six games.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's you know, the roughest stat of it.
1: That's that's not on Kellen Moore. That's a Dak Prescott stack. And so if that doesn't get addressed, if he doesn't find a way to address that, um this defense is so good, right? You know, we almost talk about the difference between Zach Will I hate to compare Dak Prescott to Zach Wilson. But the difference between Zach Wilson and Mike White is Mike White didn't put the defense in bad fucking positions. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. put the defense in bad positions. This Cowboys defense is so good that we could have won this game uh, scoring 20 points. That's a good defense. That's a really good you defense. Know, yeah. And honestly, without those Dak interceptions, they maybe scored 12. Yeah. you know Maybe, think maybe it's it a
0: 10-point way. That was your chance, yeah.
1: yeah. I, that was it. That was the only way we we did this, and Dak Prescott put us in a bad position. So, Dak needs to fix it. I'm still all about Dak. We're gonna have to restructure his contract in some way because that's a crazy cap hit. Um, I don't think Zeke Elliott's gone. I think Zeke Elliott's gonna take a major pay cut um, mm-hmm. because our cap penalty for letting him go versus him taking a pay cut. I think it makes both sides happy, and you know, yeah, maybe, maybe might as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we re-signed Tony Pollard. I don't think it's I don't think it's possible. Um, I think he goes and gets great money and I think we look to the draft to maybe get another running back.
0: I hope he does. He's got three month uh, at least recovery on that ankle. Um he had surgery on it already, so yeah, you hope he bounces back because he's had a, a couple strung another couple of really good years where he oh, could yeah. be a solid number one for anybody.
1: I hope he goes um, and gets that money. But yeah, most teams shouldn't pay running backs a second contract your team did it my team did it mm-hmm. i already regret it you'll regret it soon yep no it's pretty obvious and what i'm the fan base
0: is asking for that uh to change so yeah all right well yeah we see where the cowboys do uh moving forward sounds like it's yeah focus on the offense defense looks okay um this is the seventh straight exit in the division round that's super rough uh at least it's the division round and not the wild card though and or like what we talked about last week, could be the Arizona Cardinals, you know?
1: That's true. We're so that's the other thing, is as, yeah. as this game is over, right, 31 teams every year end the season disappointed in some way. Mm-hmm. 31 teams don't win the Super Bowl.
0: Or you get those weird Week 18 fly backups like the Detroit Lions feel pretty good this year.
1: (laughs) Detroit feels pretty good. There's there's only maybe at the end of the year like four or five teams that feel pretty good. Most of them don't make the playoffs. You know, they're just kind of happy to be guys. Trending up. The Cowboys are not trending up, but we're not trending down. You know, we are trending stable, which is more than you could say for more than half the teams in the NFL is trending stable. We have the same issues that the Buffalo Bills have, you know, which we'll talk about later, where you go... Well, you can't blow this up. It doesn't make sense to blow this up. What do you need? What's the difference? Are you going to go get a, it's a missing Miller? It's a step, yeah. You know, yeah, it's tough. I, you can't tell me we don't win this game with Amari Cooper instead of Michael Gallup.
0: Hmm. Well, Gallup, yeah, didn't even put any stats on the line. All so. year. You're right.
1: All year, we made the wrong decision there. Cooper tore it up in uh, Cleveland getting you know Jacoby Brissett Jaco- yards. Like I think he would have been okay with Dak Prescott, but... Alas, a bad decision was made, and uh, we're living with it. We paid for it here. That's all I'm
0: going to drag you through for that one. Let's move it on Appreciate and it. talk about who the 49ers are playing next week, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles, who dominated the Giants. Yeah, it doesn't get any more fun what you're talking about, Dan. Sorry <laughs> about true. that. but 38-7. Oh, that score makes me sad. Um, we don't have to talk about that, but 38-7 to 7, Eagles dominating the uh look, Dan Jones running for his life in this one. A completely different look from uh playing the uh Swiss cheese Vikings defense from the week before to this uh oh we're gonna blitz you, Eagles defense, and that was a problem. Um and then that's all I have for the the Giants side. It was all the Eagles hurts uh three total touchdowns, two throwing and one rushing. Mm-hmm. He had Gainwell uh have a good game and Five sacks from the Eagles. D. Listen, they were up twenty-eight nothing at half. Saturday night. Um. Pretty boring game.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and the funny thing is, you know how many penalties the Giants had in that game? Tell me one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how bad they were. This was not. Oh, we're beating ourselves with penalties. This is the Eagles kicked the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. And it was the Eagles kicking the shit out of them. They didn't make a bunch of boneheaded decisions. They just could not play on the same field as the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly is a great team this year. We've talked about it all year long. They've been really, really good. They keep building more crazy veteran murderers on their defensive line. You know, they run the ball probably better than anybody in the league. If you like running the ball and you like defense, you are going to love this NFC Championship game because that is all you are going to get. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not rooting for the Eagles, but the Eagles are built correctly. Like, when you think about an NFL team that can win in this modern day, you have a dual-threat quarterback. um, You know, his his yardage numbers are not where you'd, I guess, want them to be, but it doesn't matter because he's getting those TDs, baby. Right, right and you look at it you look at an eagles team like this and you say what is the weakness like honestly what is the weakness i i can't i can't think of one you know gainwells coming on their running game is phenomenal all year their offensive line's fucking phenomenal the only spot of weakness is maybe the defensive secondary with you know cj gardner johnson down and but, fuck, I don't know. They're just really good. They're good at every level. They're good in the front seven. They're good. The secondary is the weakest spot, but that doesn't even mean it's a weakness. It's better than probably 25 teams in the NFL.
0: Darius Slay, you got James Bradbury. You took from the Giants, and then it intercepts them because they cut – well, it took from They cut them. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I thought maybe the last three, four weeks when uh, Hertz was all banged up and slowly like, no, yeah, he's not back, he's not back that I was like, well, maybe the Eagles ran out of their luck. Like they started so good so early that they came down to earth at the wrong time. But that's what they felt like when they did their Super Bowl run and they did this stuff in the playoffs where they just turned it on and nobody could touch them because they were at home and it's really hard to win in Philly yep. because you're, you fly in there and your hotel has no water <laughs> and you're not ready for the game. Weirdly enough, Strange. it's just tough to, yeah, that stuff happens on the road. No, yeah, poor Giants. That, that's got to throw them off. It's got to be a complete uh, mindfuck in your head that, oh, well, now I can't get ready for this game. I can't do my usual meditating and whatever I do. So, yeah, the Eagles, um, you know, the home cooking helps them out and was in in this one. And, damn it, they it's almost like they didn't need it because the Giants were certainly, yeah, not up to the snuff of this. And, you look at it, the stats too. Uh, outside of oh. Gainwell for the offense, I mean, Miles Sanders had ninety yards on the ground himself. There wasn't much Hertz's line other than the touchdown. wasn't much. I think the defense just kind of oh, suffocated them so much, yeah, that the Eagles were not needing to do much on offense to take advantage of this and get thirty eight points on the board.
1: the The Giants fucked this up immediately. Um, yeah, the Giants, the Giants had a turnover on downs on their first. Uh, possession. So the Eagles score a touchdown. The Giants, knowing that the only way they can stay in this is to volley, because you cannot get down against the Eagles. They'll murder
0: you. Yeah. At least they pushed it.
1: Right? They did. Like I said, I'm I'm my doppelganger Brian Dable, <laughs> and I both believe you play to win the game. He was playing to win this game until the fourth quarter when he's like, "It's fucking over. Just don't get injured, guys." Um, yeah. You know there was there was no reason in the fourth quarter like he punted. Despite being down the way he was down, and people were getting on him about that, but it's like, what the fuck, you you know, what do you want? You know, it's right. over at that point. It's you know, what was it, 30, 35 to seven? You know, you had a
0: very good season. You can protect your guys for the next year. Um, they're going to be in an interesting place, the New York Giants. Uh, I think Daniel Jones probably played himself into at least sticking around for a little bit more. At here least for them. a
1: franchise tag,
0: right? What do you do with Saquon? He's asking for like sixteen million. Um, oh, well, you just said don't give a uh, running back a second contract. It's yeah, like I is. mean,
1: especially a running back whose legs are as beat up as his are. I mean, if anything, mm-hmm. you go, hey man, we'll sign you to like a two three year deal. You know, we'll pay you mm-hmm. we'll pay you ten twelve million dollars a year for two or three years. I, I think that's fair. But you're not going to see. I, I hope you don't see a lot of these five or six year running back contracts when they're you know the contract's going to end when you're 30 or 31 that's over you know you yeah. can't we cannot do that in the modern NFL it doesn't make any sense you know right. unless you're a Christian McCaffrey type that just rolls to the outside but Barkley is a traditional court a traditional running back with some flex capability he's not a mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey who can play the slot you know that's it's not the same thing same thing with Zeke I love Zeke I love Zeke's pass catching ability but it's out of the backfield it's not in the slot
0: yeah and you need that you're right, you need that in the modern NFL, you need that more uh weapons, X weapons coming out of the backfield or lining up and running routes
1: that wide receivers ride. Yeah. Debo gets that um, money despite being kind of a running back, you know, and that totally makes sense. There's going to be guys like that, but you cannot give it to a guy like Saquon. I wish him the best of luck. Right. We we know my affinity for his thighs. He's tremendous. But uh <laughs> yeah, you just can't can't tie up all that money, especially when you don't have Daniel Jones locked up.
0: So um, the Eagles are staying at home, and the 49ers are coming to play. This is the kickoff for Sunday at 2 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time. 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, um, the NFC Championship. The last time we got, I have got, I've got this Purdy versus Hertz in the NCAA. The game went 42-41 to 41 in a shootout. Oklahoma won over Iowa State. On a two-point conversion fail that Iowa State went for, both QBs had at least five touchdowns total for their teams.
1: You know what that sounds like? That sounds like Big Cock Brock was uh, going for two, <laughs> trying to win that game. That's that's all we can that's ask right. for. Um,
0: Got to go beat the Sooners.
1: Yeah, very different situation here. Uh, <laughs> they find themselves <laughs> in very fun. different positions. You know, they were the engine that drove their team. Now they are simply the. Uh, the doorman on the fucking you know struggle bus that is that is their <laughs> offense. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not picking the fucking Eagles. I, I saw what the 49ers mm. are capable of. I I think the Dallas defense is tremendous. I think it might actually be better than the Eagles defense, but it's in the same stratosphere. The if you keep having plays like that, George Kittle one. If you keep having Christian McCaffrey do what he's capable of, Debo. If you don't, if you have a healthy 49ers team. I think offensively they give you more challenges than anybody else in the NFC, um, but this is this is also a great matchup. It is a number one and number two, and absolutely deserved number one and number two uh, in the NFC. I, I'm rooting for the 49ers all way, um, just because I I want to see you know Bosa get some sacks. I want to see um, what Hurts is going to do, but I also don't want the Philadelphia fans to be happy at all. You know <laughs> that would that would bum me out if they got some happiness out of this.
0: Um yeah, this is this is lined up to be a very good game. Both teams 15 wins this season. Um the uh I it, once the the dust settled in the NFC, these were the two teams that it did feel like were going to be the ones that were going to be playing in the um in the Super Bowl no matter who they matched up against, it was just going to end up being one of these two. So that we get to see these two match up is pretty cool. I've been back and forth on this one. I've been back and forth about these two teams and who I think is the better team in the NFC. Um, other than that one flash in the pan week when the Vikings went into Buffalo, <laughs> I've probably put one of these two teams at the top of the NFC all season long. Sure, um, or maybe when the Cowboys crushed the Vikings the following week. You know, those are the <laughs> other weeks where it changed. But otherwise, it was Niners or Eagles. in In my eyes, when I close my eyes here, I think I see. A disheveled rookie QB, Brock Purdy being upset about it, not coming to fruition more. Then I do see the Eagles losing this at home under a raucous crowd that's going to be very abusive and a Niners team that's got to come all the way across the country to this place. I think it's the only way the Niners lose is on the road in probably the toughest place for them to play uh, in the NFC this year. Um, and, and this whole, you know, thing about Charles Amenahue arrested for his domestic violence thing that just happened on Monday, that might be a little issue of, uh, drawing attention away from the team kind of thing a little bit. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just not a clear, a clean, um, thing wa- running into it. The Eagles coming off this big old win against the division rival, like you said, Nick Sirianni, you kind of brought it up when we were talking in this game. Coming off as a, like a uh, bully from a 1980s movie or something. <laughs> like he's got that air about him, and I think he's gonna, he's not gonna um, play uh, conservative against these Niners, and that's just what they need.
1: Oh no, I I think Nick Sirianni is an absolute prick, and I kind of, <laughs> if he wasn't an Eagles coach, I'd be like, I like this. This guy sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, he's an Eagles head coach and he fits in with the tenor and tone of that city, uh, in that I think he's a fucking scumbag. Um, unfortunately, I, yeah. Kyle Shanahan needs to banish the demons of the 28 to 3 collapse. Um, I don't know if he'll take the rest of his career to do it, but I have a feeling like how much fun would a 49ers Bengals Super Bowl be, right? I think we can yeah. all agree that that would be pretty fucking fun. Or even 49ers Chiefs again. I'm fine with that. You know that'd be a hoot, man.
0: Niners have a very fun team, so I'm not going to be upset if if they beat the Eagles. I'm not an Eagles fan in any way. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of that fan base that leaves much to uh, to want, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, outside of our good friend Todd, you yeah. Know. Uh, but aside from um, Todd,
1: the worst people I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I just, yeah, I feel like um, it's a tall order for. This Niners team on their third string quarterback, which we forget about, but that's that's where we're at here. So I have the Eagles sneaking out this one, but it might be the best, it might be the better game of the weekend. I don't know. We got some, it's a great matchup.
1: True.
0: Um, let's move right really along. I'm not going to take a break here. This one, we only got four games. Let's just shove into the next one. No, oh, I like it. All right, AFC, we're on to the AFC, folks. Uh, where the Jaguars beat the Ch- or <laughs> beat the Chiefs, and in an alternate world, lost to the Chiefs twenty to twenty-seven. Hung in there, uh, maybe the game not as close as the score. They kicked the field goal, hoping for a extra, you know, onside kick, touchdown. Surprise at the end that uh, probably wasn't going to happen. So we see the Chiefs take care of business with a hobbled Pat Mahomes. That was really the story, Mahomes. Goes out late in the second quarter with a high ankle spring is what we find out it was. Returns to this game, basically throws some quick outs and plays on one foot. And the uh, the Chiefs survive the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, this, I know the score was 20 to 27. This was not that close. Um, Right. There was no point in this game where it felt like the Jaguars were going to turn it around and make it happen. Um, it just really didn't. It was like, you know, the Chiefs, it, when Mahomes went down, when Henny came in.
0: That was, was the big like, only time I thought. I
1: was like, oh boy, this is about to get real dastardly. And then Henny leads them on a 14 play drive that eats That's up true. half a quarter and scores a touchdown. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Andy reads real fucking good at this job. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it, this is just a not ready for primetime Jaguars team. We talk about the, the league, the team ends, uh, your season ends, pretty disappointing for 31 teams. Not if you're the Jaguars. This is that's true. way ahead of schedule for them. You should not be... The fact that you were within a score, I mean, I know it emotionally you're within a score, but it didn't feel like that. The fact that you were within a score of the Chiefs in a divisional round of the playoffs that you shouldn't have been in, you won your division, that's amazing. This is not a rebuild situation. All this is is add a couple more pieces. If Trevor Lawrence is that guy, if you think he's that guy, that's going to attract different pieces to feel like they've got a chance. You've got a pretty easy division, right? You think, all right, mm-hmm. we can get a fucking lead. There's a chance we might be the number one seed having to play the AFC South uh, six games a year. We can, we can easily uh, start stomping on that sort of shit. So... Yeah, if I'm if I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm excited. If I'm if I'm the Jaguars in free agency, I'm aggressive. Um, but yeah, the, the the only way to look at this game is how bad is the Mahomes injury? Yeah. Because if you think it's catastrophic, it's catastrophic. If you think it's not so bad, you'll find out this week. Uh, but a high ankle sprain is nothing to fuck around with.
0: Yeah, and in in a smaller part of the season where so much is on the line. Perhaps he, he you know, takes off of a week or three here. Absolutely. Um, but here we are, uh, where it all matters. And unfortunately, when you have one of the best players like that, you know, and I think I was saying heading into this game, I'm going for the Jaguars. It would be awesome if the Jaguars upset the Chiefs here. It would be cool. As soon as Mahomes went out, I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't no, want that. Like I want, you, yeah, you need Pat Mahomes in this game. And... Um, at halftime it was 10 to 17 and he goes in the locker room didn't look happy they didn't look good there was when you probably as a jaguars think you have the best chance at, at coming out of this one because uh, when he returned man the crowd went nuts arrowhead is crazy there and even though he didn't he didn't return to himself even during that game um, on whatever you know drugs they got him on, so he could get back out <laughs> on that ankle. He he's you're throwing passes and hopping on the other leg twice. It was nuts. He still has control of that offense, control of everything he sees, and he makes the right decisions. So, yeah, if he gets out there, how healthy he is—that's the big old question leading into this. But if it kind of feels like a little bit of a survival of this game when it was seventeen to twenty in the top of the fourth quarter when uh etn got his touchdown for the jaguars so there was points where if chiefs stumbled here late or mahomes injury got bad i don't know
1: lightning could have struck sure (laughs) yeah i mean chad henny uh durable as he's been chad henny's my age is what i realized like chad henny's fucking old uh for i mean i'm not (laughs) for football player yeah i'm not saying i'm ready to fucking climb into the grave but i'm saying as a football (laughs) player i certainly would be it's uh you know, thirty six is fucking old. Um, I have one final thought on the Jaguars. Uh, two final thoughts. Yeah. Number one, we gave them way too much shit about Christian Kirk. <laughs> that f- yeah, that, that contract. fucking guy has been great this year. Like he's cost him a lot of money. I, he's been worth every penny this season. So congratulations on that. And then a little known thing. I'm, I was looking at their um, their salary cap situation next year. It's not great, but I I saw a name that I forgot about calvin ridley is a jaguar yes and when yeah. he gets reinstated we're talking about teaming calvin ridley with christian kirk now you've got yourself a little wide receiver core that looks pretty fucking good um i listen no sorry go ahead yeah so i mean if i'm if i'm uh young trevor lawrence i'm i'm pretty excited i'm i'm telling calvin ridley quit all your fantasy teams you know get your bet mgm thing off your phone and you know come on back we're gonna do something
0: the lead-in to uh, this game, they're talking about the comeback they did against the Chargers, and they're interviewing he, uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and um, their tight end. Um, Evan Ingram. Uh, Evan Ingram, who, geez, Evan Ingram is playing wide receiver for them. He's just mm-hmm. not getting paid that way. <laughs> it's, it, the worst thing of these tight ends is uh, to say, I- I'm a tight end that plays wide receiver. Well, you just cut out your, your check. Good for you. Um but they they're talking about like some touchdown route that uh say jones hit and he's like that was one for christian kirk that they uh that we've been practicing uh and then they just he, i'm lined up there and he checks to it and i'm like okay well i'll just try to remember how he ran it and i ran it that way it's so like zay like you're saying zay jones came out of had a his you know a career year so far for him oh yeah uh in his young career last year so yeah jaguars turn things around as we lead into the next game that has two stud quarterbacks that are going to be around for the AFC and leading this charge like a Brady Manning thing um and you got Mahomes and the Chiefs is this the four is this the four division league QB guys we're gonna see year in year out uh for the AFC now with Lawrence is he add himself to this line
1: not yet not yet Ugh. Um, I, I don't think you can you can push the guy into that stratosphere quite yet. He was fine. Um, I think he's in the Kirk Cousins-Dak Prescott range right now. Um, okay. He's much younger than that, but he's in that range, that tier of quarterback. Um, now, if he comes out like gangbusters next year, doing what he did in the last six games and does that for the front end six games, yeah, maybe you have to push him into that top tier, bottom end of the mm-hmm. first tier. Um, but yeah, he's not there yet. Let's you know, let's as Bill Parcells says, uh, let's put away the anointing oils.
0: That division though is waiting for some guy to take up that team. There is as it going to be you know Bryce Young in Houston? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Ryan Tannehill returns to <laughs> returns. Yeah, the once in future king.
0: That's the longest shot. Um, well, let's let, go into it then. Bengals, Bills, uh, in the snow in Buffalo. This is our last game we talk of the weekend where the Bengals won handily. 27 to 10 the magic ends for the buffalo Bills season this year uh with this whimper of a game uh just felt like on the buffalo field in the snow the Bengals had the better footing and had the had the uh the routes had the the places to go early and often in this game it was 17 seven at the half as buffalo finally fought back to get some points there before the half but um Joe Burrow two touchdowns, mixing good game on the ground, and Josh Allen struggled.
1: Yeah, sweet Joe Donkey man. Um, if if he's not yeah. in the conversation as best QB in the league, he's yeah, we're talking top three quarterback right now. in Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. um, once again, kind of ahead of schedule. He's in year three. Um, they're already talking about getting him signed up to an extension, which is fine. You know, I it's easier to extend a quarterback than it is a running back at this age. Um, but man, I we forget how well put together the Bengals are. I did not think this was gonna happen. I thought the Bengals offensive line was gonna give him trouble, but um, you know Tony Romo didn't call a great game here um, You know <laughs> I think he was a bit. yeah I love me some Tony <clears throat> Romo, but he's got to get back in the, I think Tony and Dak need to sit down and be like, we're fucking up a pretty good situation right now. How can we unfuck? <laughs> This, <laughs> like, Tony, go back to what you were good at, which is really reading defenses in an active way. He's been more fanboy than anything else, and that doesn't ingratiate him to the the public. Um, but I I think it's tough to look at these teams and go, look how well the Bengals are built. You know, you've got Joe yeah. Mixon. Your backup in Samajay Piran It's fucking great. You've got Jamar Chase, a, a tremendous acquisition with Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst has been... Probably their sec second or third best offensive player. Um, you know, you could make that argument with Joe Mixon behind Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, T Higgins great. is
0: a number one wide receiver in most other places. T Higgins I mean,
1: is. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument. He's he is no worse than a number two anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, I would so like, you know, you could say, yeah, he's not a number one everywhere, but he's a number two fucking everywhere. And then you've got Jamar Chase, who might be snapping at Justin Jefferson's heels next year as, you know, mm-hmm. one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So, the fact that they built the defense both organically and through free agency, with the Hendrickson acquisition, with the Sam Hubbard staying around, you know, you know Mr. Cincinnati doing a great job. The fact that you've got a really good set of uh, linebackers, you've got a bunch of shit-talking cornerbacks like Eli <laughs> Apple. Eli Apple's not a good corner, but he really pisses off wide receivers. And if <laughs> If I know anything about Cortland Finnegan, that's enough. Uh, if you can, <laughs> if you can shake a guy like that, that's a pretty good skill to have. You know, Eli Apple's like, my mom's my agent. And they're like, is this trash talk? <laughs> like, <what's, laughs> why would you bring that up? You're like, because my even my mom's in the business, and I'm about to be in your business. Uh, but yeah, you got Mike Hilton. I think if um, oh, who's my who's my dude from uh, from Dallas? Uh, he's the corner. He's out for the rest of the year, but. This Bengals secondary was full of dudes that were quality. Mike Hilton is a quality yeah. corner. You got Eli Apples, that's a quality corner. Chido Bay Awuzie is his name.
0: Awuzie. I was um, going to say that name was always tough. So I know, tough, it was always yeah. tough. But Chido Bay.
1: Chido Bay. So these are, this is a really good Bengals defense. This is a really good Bengals offense. And I don't see a lot of situations where they're like, oh, now we're in salary cap shit um, because mm-hmm. we, we can't figure this out. They got another two years to carry this team forward which is really really impressive
0: well yeah i mean joe burrow is obviously coming on to be in a, a new ta- uh generational talent quarterback and with a first overall pick that's what you hope you get and when it works out for you 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 get this i mean he's I have, it's one of my crazy stats. I'm just going to jump to it. He now has five playoff wins, same amount as Bengals franchise had prior to drafting him. Ooh. So uh, take that, Boomer. It, yeah, it's somebody. You know, if you're a Bengals fan, you've never felt this success. No. Uh, and now you have it. And you're like, and he's how young?
1: Twenty six. Goddamn. Yeah. Awesome. He's 10 so years. congrats.
0: Yeah, and that's you know. Well, of the four teams left, they're the, the team that's been at the bottom the longest here. So, yeah, you're right. It's easy to
1: cheer for these Bengals in this situation. Um, And Joe Burrow's so fucking cool. You know? <laughs> Joe cool. Like, they're, yeah. without a doubt, like, somebody made a point where your quarterback in NCAA football didn't have as good of a season as Joe Burrow did with that LSU team. That mm-hmm. was, those were video game numbers. And, we have not. I think he might be the only elite grade we've given to a quarterback since this podcast. Yeah, I want to say that's true.
0: With that season when we had all of the quarterbacks coming in with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen didn't and give out any elite. Josh groups. Rosen. Okay. No, I I did not. He was down for an elite.
1: I don't think I've ever been wrong yet about an elite. I said, Josh Rosen's really good, but I didn't give him an elite status. So I've still Mm -hmm. fucked up, but I didn't like, (laughs) I didn't, I don't need to kill myself. Uh, but I, I think he was the highest quarterback grade we've ever given out. And I fell in love with this film. Then I fall more in love with this film every week. Uh, the dude's progressions are amazing. His touch is amazing. Um, I see why Tony Romo is fawning over these quarterbacks, but at the same time, like, yeah, you look at a a guy like Josh Allen who maybe has peaked. I know that sounds shitty because he and Joe Burrow are the same age. They're both 26 years old. And it feels like Josh Allen's been in the league, you know, for fucking ever. He's on his second contract. Joe Burrow's still in, like, year three of his. Mm -hmm. But um, somebody made a great point in that if you look at the trajectory of Cam Newton's career – and Josh Allen's career, Cam Newton was further along at this age.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and there's another trajectory one I'll, I'll get to in a in a minute or in a little bit here, but yeah, the the thing about Buffalo and you're right, the Josh Allen scenario is you know, is he not going to be able to, to get past these big games in the division or in uh, the playoffs because these quarterbacks are going nowhere you know these teams are probably going nowhere chiefs Bengals, every year are probably going to be the ones you got to get through and if you don't win your share if you're usually the team coming up short here yeah then they're going to start asking questions now I i think josh allen is the one of the last guys on this team that they're going to start pointing fingers at the first thing first for buffalo after this let's throw more people for josh allen to have weapons with um Stefan Diggs, listen, Stefan Diggs had his little quick exit, and they're making a big deal out of it because he's already been a little kind of prima donna about it. But since he clapped back with like the, do you you guys want yeah. me to be happy about this kind of thing? I, I've i got more respect for it. It's like, yeah, I, it
1: makes sense then.
0: If he was that upset about this season coming to an end, here, then yeah, you don't want to deal with this stuff and you just wanna get out of there.
1: Yeah, I mean, even in the best workplace, you're gonna get pissed off at your coworkers. You know, you can have a bad day. This is a bad day, mm-hmm. you're allowed to. Um But it's it's also really, really hard to win a fucking Super Bowl. It's really yes. hard to win a playoff game. You know, it just gets True. harder from here. So, you know, Diggs has been in the situation. Diggs is was the but If you're that mirror. close. Oh.
0: Yeah. If you're that close and you're not good enough to get over these other teams and and they're the ones that are going to be in the way, then you got to start throwing more stuff at it. So the Bills are going to have to come back here again with, okay, the Von Miller thing didn't, I mean, it was an injury, but
1: you know, you know, running back. is it
0: the defense? Is it the offense? You're saying, yeah, running back, you don't use them. Do you go draft another guy? Yeah. You have James Cook now and you never used him. You know, so I don't know. Um, do you change your coaching? Do you change your offensive style to get a running game going? Because you're right. I think that that's something the Buffalo's always missed, and and these playoffs becomes almost glaring that you can't run the ball. And
1: oh, especially in the snow, like in Buffalo. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yes,
0: outdoors in the elements, you kind of need a, a ground game. It's
1: been the strangest thing. Where I'm like, the best Green Bay teams, right? The best Green Bay mm-hmm. teams had a running game. Because yeah. in the playoffs, if you're doing well and you play in Green Bay, it's harder to throw and catch the football. Um, even if your quarterback's fucking fantastic, it's just harder. It's it's so much easier to run in weather God, like this. Give that ball to Dorsey Levens. Yeah, right? yeah, give it to Dorsey. Give it to, what's his, what was his name, uh, Big Fat Fuck? Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, yeah. Give it to <laughs> <laughs> That's I think I weigh the same as Eddie Lacy. <laughs> I know, like a, lot, I know a lot of me. those old Packer running backs. Yeah.
0: Um, so... Let's uh, we'll lead this to Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs. This is the AFC Championship game, 5:30 p.m. It's at Arrowhead. There's no alternate stadiums. The NFL goes okay. All right, all this is done. Atlanta goes. God damn it! That was a the lot revenue. of revenue. Yeah, this is the fifth straight championship game at Arrowhead. How about that? Um yeah, there's
1: no argument either. The Bengals aren't like, we should be, no, it's like you were a game behind. Like, they needed to, it, you would have an argument if the Chiefs had right. lost their Week 18 game, but they don't have an argument.
0: The Bengals and all of the, uh, we were, we've been um, shortchanged. Now it kind of comes out as like, yeah, maybe that's true but then the other argument is it didn't bother you, though, right? You're still where you need to be, so there you go. Give you a little juice, um, in fact. Yeah, if nothing else, it's the yes against them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, there, speaking of the AFC locations, another uh, early crazy stat here, only three locations for the AFC championship game since 2011. Kansas City, New England, Pittsburgh. Wow. That's it. That's it. Those are the only locations they play this
1: game. (laughs) Those are well-run organizations all across the board, I'll tell you that much.
0: So, uh, what's your thoughts, Dan? Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Uh, It all comes down to Patrick Mahomes. It all comes down to... If it's a high ankle sprain, like it seems to be, I am picking the Bengals because this Bengals defense is good enough that people say, ah, you know, even without the ankle... The fuck you mean even without the ankle? Like... You need ankles. <laughs> you need fucking ankles. You got to need ankles to plant your foot. You need ankles to drive that thing, you know? Sure, you can have all the arm talent in the world, but you're going to be short in a couple throws if you can't drive. And uh, a high ankle sprain really makes it hard to drive on that ball. So, takes away the scrambling opportunity. People forget that Joe Burrow's yeah. a pretty good scrambler. Um so yeah, I think that I think that shifts the balance. I think a healthy Patrick Mahomes, this is a Chiefs win. I think an injured Patrick Mahomes, you got to give it to the Bengals.
0: Yeah, in fact, the line's kind of been moving around as far as betting for this game, and I'm sure it's just, you know, Vegas having somebody following Pat Mahomes around and seeing how much weight he's putting <laughs> on that leg I'm right sure. now. And and the thing is, we're at this point in the week where it's probably too early to even tell. He's going to probably walk on crutches and, you know, barely putting weight on that thing until it's about time to play on it and then just get out there. Yeah. Um, He's a strong guy. He'll gut through it, sure. Um, uh, Who's to know how bad it will be come game time for him? I think you played through last week on a lot of, uh, you know, just adrenaline. So I'm with you. I think the Bengals win this game. Listen, Joe Burrow still hasn't lost to Pat Mahomes. The Bengals have their number. And I think uh, even in a a healthy matchup, you got to look at this and go, well, God, Bengals seem to. Be able to beat Kansas City, so they I feel number. like they, yeah, I feel like they still will. So I like Cincinnati as well. So uh we both see Bengals going to the the Super Bowl here. Uh, Super Bowl, uh, what what do we land on? uh Louis Super Bowl yeah, Louis. Super Louis. Louis. Uh,
1: um, I I will tell you this: this is going to be mildly controversial. A okay. Patrick Mahomes injury like this proves, I'm sorry, I guess it refutes the existence of God. I know that's going to sound weird, but if Caduce, it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't refute the existence of God, it certainly refutes the existence of uh, faith healers that work, right? <laughs> okay, okay. You know, we always talk about like faith healers are the guys in church like get up and walk, my brother. Like, you don't think if one of those fucking guys actually like if that shit worked, they wouldn't fly his monkey ass down to Missouri and got to be give a cheese fan. shot fan.
0: Yeah, There's I, one guy that does it. It's and Missouri. He- it's he- it's Missouri. One guy- you Missouri. know, there's a fucking
1: guy in Missouri that's like, "Let me lay my hands upon you, Patrick." You but know? there's a
0: stronger guy that does it, and he's a Raiders fan, and <laughs> he is working his voodoo against it.
1: That's true. <laughs> maybe all of this, maybe there is a god, but there's just one really good, uh, you know, <laughs> really good uh, voodoo doctor down in New Orleans. That's like, I cancel, I cancel all with magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whoever whoever got the magic, Bill Belichick had it, and then he's now. You know, he fumbled the the, the recipe.
1: <laughs> I would, love, I would so, love if Bill Belichick's like, uh, uh yeah, we had a pretty bad game. I, I got to consult the chicken bones. Like, <laughs> <just toss it. laughs> Bill, what? He's so like, oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, sorry. I mean, uh, the, the game film, not the chicken bones.
0: Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, okay, you, folks. Would let's...
1: you worship – would you change your religion if you found out that one – we never really talked about it. I mean, you know I'm an atheist. We never really <laughs> talked about your religious proclivities. And, I, uh, your mom listens. Uh, but would you change religions? And do you think, more importantly, would your mother change religions if <laughs> this new god guaranteed a Viking Super Bowl?
0: If my mother, would my mother change religions? I think that's the big question. Because I think my answer is pretty obvious um, in <laughs> terms of, like, what— my wife was kind of telling my friends uh, here this week, we were talking about the Vikings game and, and stuff and how they did And she's like, he'll go and he'll change jerseys in the middle. He'll have three or four outfit changes and thing. And to the point where some of them were like, yeah, well, if you, know, if you think like it's gonna help and like I've you've seen that and I've seen that on social media videos and stuff too where like he then put the you know he's now swinging this jersey and you put this uh, blanket over him and stuff like that. any little edge man any little edge to go get that thing so if you're telling me straight up like you know, I can have, make this happen. Then it seems like yes, you have some divine uh, uh, abilities. So yeah, it seems like I gotta start worshiping you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you know it's how it's gonna be I a know, different type
0: of worship. But yeah,
1: I was gonna say you know how I know um, that I wouldn't change religions if a religion could uh, could guarantee the, the Cowboys? Cowboys a Super Bowl because uh, I never picked up cocaine because that <laughs> that is what leads the Cowboys to Super Bowl victories. <laughs> It so, makes sense. The you know, 90s, yeah. it, it's been out there, and uh, we've, we're like, no, you know what? I'm going to pass on that, and I think it's cost us. I really do. You know, if we can just get a little <laughs> bit more cocaine in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I think that's going to really turn that corner for us. That's the hope. Somebody ask what Mike Irvin's doing. Um, <laughs> we know what Michael Irvin's doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we digress. Let's wrap up the show, Dan. Uh, I've got a list of crazy stats here, so I'm going to tear through these, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Um here we go. Uh the oh, there's only the defending champion Rams not returning to this final four. Hmm. Exactly the same as we had last year except the Rams are not back. Um so and that's pretty wild. I don't think uh that's happened in a good while here. Yeah, that's Didn't crazy. look up and see how long, but that's been a bit uh, and also Andy Reid now becomes the first coach in the NFL history to lead two separate franchises to ten playoff victories.
1: Mount Rushmore. I know he's only got the one Super Bowl, but, uh, man, Mount Rushmore coaches. He's been fucking yeah. great.
0: Nine are, uh, Chiefs and Eagles now. And now the Eagles are there in the other one. He could be playing his old team. And if that matchup does happen, Kelsey brothers matchup too, which would True. be the first time in NFL history brothers are seen against each other in the Super Bowl. Crazy. Um, talked about the Joe Burrow one already in the. Uh, okay, so we talked about uh, comparing Josh Allen to, uh, um, Cam Newton. That's a good one. How about this? In uh, Pat Mahomes' first five years with uh, or in the NFL, he has eight playoff wins and one Super Bowl. That comes shockingly close to Joe Flacco, who had nine yeah. playoff wins and one Super Bowl. Joe Flacco. Well, technically, Joe, F-
1: yeah, Elite dragon. <laughs> cool.
0: Joe Flacco technically came out hotter than Pat Mahomes. Uh, I mean, no MVP, but uh, <laughs> alas,
1: I-, I will. I will say this: you got to give Flacco his due. He was also on a team with, uh, yeah, mad with antler juice, Ray Lewis and uh, <laughs> Ed Reed during peak Ed Reed hair time. So, yeah. I mean pretty good defense there but yeah i mean he also had ray rice before he hit his girlfriend um and uh yeah he had anquan bolden for one year for no fucking reason where anquan went super saiyan but right. uh yeah i would say it's it's a little bit more on patrick than it's been on <laughs> joe but still joe flacco borderline hall of famer
0: G- give him his due still work give him a, the man his due um a couple more 49ers have now been or have been to the playoffs six times in the last 20 seasons, but all six of those times they went to the championship game.
1: Well, just don't let him back next year. That's all you can do. (laughs) You
0: got to keep him out. Got to keep him Um, out. And Dallas and San Francisco now have occurred uh, nine times. They played each other nine times in the postseason. That's happened uh, two other matchups. Can you
1: guess what they are, Dan? You want to take a guess? I want to say Bears-Packers just because it's so fucking long. Really?
0: Yeah, Bears. Or this is post postseason, so postseason oh. matchups.
1: Uh, even still, um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, not not Indy New England because they didn't play each other that many times. Uh let's see who are also fucking. I'm going to say Steelers Cowboys.
0: No, okay. No, they only played in the Super Bowl.
1: Ah, oh, fuck me, I don't know.
0: I give you clues. Um, it is both these two teams, Dallas and San Francisco, they're just playing different teams.
1: Uh, was it San Francisco Rams?
0: Oh, and the Rams the other one. No, it's Dallas versus the Rams. Ah, San Francisco versus Green Bay.
1: That makes sense. That makes yep.
0: sense. And that's happened a lot lately, San Francisco and Green Bay. Dallas and the Rams, again, this has to be going 70s, back to 80s. the 70s. Yeah, yeah 70s, Rams 80s, are in there are. a lot. Fair. And I'll let you uh, give you one more chance to redeem yourself here. Now, Frank Clark is now fourth all time in postseason sacks with twelve. Can you name me the three guys ahead of him? I want to say Charles Haley. He is not on this Ooh, list. Oh,
1: that's that's a shock to me, honestly. Um, Von Miller,
0: not on this list.
1: Wow, man, that's a, that's a strong strikeout. Yeah, who you got?
0: Uh postseason sacks. Uh okay, so third place is from Baltimore and you don't think he's handsome.
1: OT Sizzle.
0: Terrell Suggs has twelve and a half. Ball so so Frank Clark is on his on his heels. Second place, uh think of nineties, uh a lot of postseason AFC uh Hall of Famer.
1: Oh, Bruce Smith.
0: Bruce Smith, 14 and a half. And then finally, number one, think um, who was racking up the sacks for New England when they were going constantly?
1: Oh, was that Richard Seymour? Uh, Willie,
0: McGinnis. Really Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis was 16.
1: Slick Willie. How about he
0: owns, the, he owns the postseason sack record. Okay, that's my long, long list of crazy stats, and that is our show as we lead into championship weekend. Folks, we just have two more games. And just two games to watch on Sunday. There's no more Saturday football. It's ended with Monday and Thursday and all that stuff. This is all we got left before Super Bowl Lua.
1: Trevor Lawrence officially lost on a Saturday, by the way.
0: And Trevor Lawrence's first loss on a Saturday. You hit that one up
1: nice. All right. uh, Well, let's wrap it up, Dean. You got any parting words of wisdom? I do. I hope you guys are ready for the most in-depth scouting process <laughs> yeah. that has ever existed. Because listen, every team, right, feels like they're just a couple players away. So who are those players? I know we've got, you know, two more weeks of football left to go, but we're putting together, Scott, you already have the list of all the offensive players. You'd be getting the list of all the defensive players we're doing. How many guys have we already got on the list? 60, 70 guys? Like, we're, <laughs> we're talking a about long. a bunch, man. This is this is going to be a real in-depth scouting process, so look forward to that. Um, and you know what? Cowboys, next year's champions. Let's make it true one of these days.
0: That's right. Yeah, hey, when the season uh, ends, Dan's favorite part of the season begins. Absolutely. Started, started looking at the the young guys, uh, the, the fresh blood coming in. And that is where, yeah, that's where we'll pick up as soon as the uh, uh, Super Bowl completes. So uh, come on back next week. We will discuss 49ers Eagles, Bengals Chiefs, and Super Bowl Louie as we lead into that and uh get us, yeah, get us ready for the big game. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another week of the Push Up Podcast. I am Scott. And this is Dan. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye.